The exhibits in glass cases are as follows. Number one, some letters, some big iron letters that used to be attached to the front of the building that the city of Perth they is now in. They just fell off over time. So they're no good. They've also stacked them on top of one another so you can't read what they said. Right? Number two, a stopwatch, a pocket watch rather, that used to belong to someone who worked in the building that is now the Museum of Perth when it was like wow. some other building where people had stopwatches or whatever. Uh, the third one is some door handles, <laughs> right, that used to be and still are in the Museum of Perth. You go to the men's room, same door handles. I feel like this museum is living up to the stereotype that everyone thinks of Perth before they've come here. And what is that stereotype, Jared? It's beautiful. This sounds like the world's worst. <laughs> Look, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow this, and it will be weird to take you. But Is we'll this a museum of the Museum of Perth? <laughs> this is what I wanted because the fourth, <laughs> genuinely, genuinely, the fourth... Exhibit is a newspaper clipping from the 1930s about how a man once fell down the elevator shaft <laughs> of the building in the Museum of Perth <laughs> and broke his pelvis. Why is it all self-referential? The exhibition was also the elevator that was in the building. <laughs> they said, they said, well, have you gone to McCann, bitches. Uh, always fun to have James on the podcast and in just to be around in general. Guys, funny as fuck um, and uh, and just a pure delight. Uh, so uh, we've got uh, James on the podcast, a uh, returning guest, uh, as well as a brand newie, a fresher, uh, Jared Jekyll, who's a, who's also a very funny comic um, from uh, from the Eastern States. Both James and Jared far above our pay grades here, our here, our poor Perth. People, comedians, uh, with, our, with our terrible uh, wo- status in life. Uh, but uh, it was uh, great having them on for, for a bit of a little, little chat um, and, uh, and, 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 a, and a jerk fest, as, as, as the pod often becomes um, after we shut off the recorder. Um, I am recording to you, by the way, speaking of recording... Uh, fucking smooth segue uh, from Edinburgh Fringe. Well, from the city of Edinburgh, in any case, uh, the Fringe has not begun. I got here early, and I've just been doing f- sweet fuck all for the last couple of days. I love every city I ever go to. Every time, every time I travel, I'm like, oh wow, the city is the best place on the planet. And I realize what it is is not that the city uh, is necessarily good or better than where I'm at. Although Perth, not a great city. Um, Hello, Perth people. Uh, but what's great is not having to get up to go to work, which makes you feel like an like a like a very like a wealthy uh, oligarch that like controls Russia and and has uh, Donald Trump over you th- under the thumb or whatever. Like it's just so sweet not to have demands on your time that you're like, oh wow, I just feel happy. Therefore, the place is good. But anyway, I guess what I'm saying is I'm I'm really enjoying Edinburgh so far. Um, I've done very very little. Uh, and, but I feel rested. It's, it's wonderful. I do, you know, I do, you know, got to recover. I, I came in a few, uh, a few days early, just, you know, to recover from the flight. Didn't realize that I was able to upgrade one of like my, uh, 10 hour flights on, on like points, uh, to business class. I have never, ever flown business class before. That is fucking sick, man. If you haven't done it, like, I mean, I'm assuming 
I'm assuming that most people are not as poor as me, because uh, I'm real, real fucking poor. But holy shit, business class is amazing. Like you get like the 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 air hostess or whatever. Like um, they're nice in in economy and uh, like coach class. They're nice in coach. They are deferential in business class. Like you feel important. You feel like a powerful man or, or woman. I feel like a man. Uh, some days, some days. Um, but no, you feel great. Uh, there's, there's just, you know, free booze on tap. I was fucking drinking cocktails and shit. And like, they, they're only too happy to serve. Their food cart is sick. Uh, and, and you can just keep ordering stuff all you want. Um, the chairs, guys, the chairs, there's so much space. You can recline them into like a full bed if you want. Um, there's a, there's an electronic divider thing that you just press a button and it's like, okay, well now this is just a private fucking plane for me. Like it's so, so sweet. And I don't want to go back now. And I just feel like if the people in economy knew what was happening at the front of the plane, like there would be riots every flight where it would just be like, like a revolution for like a Marxist redistribution of the spatial wealth amongst all the members of the plane, because this is fucking bullshit, that some people get to live like that, and other people are just like, oh, oh this fat guy is fucking cr- crushing me in, and, and like, the economy sucks, it's, it's the worst. I never had a problem with it before, and and now I've, I've tasted life, and I, and I don't want to go back to death. This is the thing, I think, honestly, if the 9-11 terrorists had been riding in, in business class or first class, the Twin Towers would still be standing because man you could you can't be up there being like ah, oh, death to america and and western imperialism and the capitalist dogs uh ooh, mimosas like you're not gonna fucking you're not gonna that like like first class is already heaven it's already paradise like when i was uh i was thinking i like sort of made a note uh about that thought uh while i was on the plane and i turned to the person next to me and i was like hey do the and I like I wanted to ask like do like uh, Islamic radicalist like fundamentalist uh, terrorist people like do they what is the word for like the particular heaven they believe in with like the seventy two virgins or whatever and I sort of leaned over to be like hey sorry do you know the word for and then I just stopped and I just put the divider up and I didn't say a word to them for the rest of the flight because that's the only way that story ends with me not going to prison for the rest of my life and and no one ever hearing about what happened you can't be fucking discussing the the ins and outs of of radical islamic texts and beliefs on a plane uh so i'm glad i had the wherewithal to stop uh anyway um the the hotel like i'm i'm i've got like a, a, a i'm sharing a room um that i'm renting for the month in edinburgh i'm here a couple of days early so i'm in a like a like a kind of a sh- not a shitty hotel but like not a great hotel like like just sort of a very cheap thing um and i call it uh, little Berlin, because I feel like every single person I have met here or passed in the halls is German. I don't, like, the Germans travel, but fucking hell, this is crazy. Like, it, I, people, it's it's a fucking blitzkrieg on Edinburgh that I'm in the center of. Um, but it's fine, it's nice. I lived in Germany, it was nice. Um, yes, so anyway, I'm not sure if I, I've said it already, I may have. Uh, but yeah, I'm here at the Edinburgh Fringe doing my uh, solo show, Sex, Lies, and Video Games, Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays for the entire month of August at the Free Sisters uh, venue uh, in uh, fucking Cowgate or wherever, whatever the fuck it's called. It's the Free Sisters. Look it up. Google it. Um, if you're in Edinburgh, obviously, Google it. Come and see me, 2.45 p.m. 
any of those days. Um, or send a friend of yours, you know, if you know anyone's in Edinburgh, send them along. Uh, it's a free show, uh, so uh, it's really, you know, all you got to lose is your time, and it's fucking 2.45 in the afternoon. Who, who, who was on then? So come and see me then, and then go see a better show later. That's that's my that's my motto. Um, but anyway, uh, I was going to talk about other festivals and like parcel this out over the next few weeks. But like honestly, I keep doing the intros, and then I'm like, well, I'm already at fucking six or eight minutes, and you guys don't want to hear a twenty minute intro, particularly when we have such great guests on. Uh, so I'll just say this: um, Supertub Improv launched last week. So if you go, uh, new episodes come out on Monday. So if you go right now to iTunes, you can find episode four of Super Tough Improv. So you just like Google Infinite Jazz Comedy uh, or, or like uh, put that in the in the iTunes search bar and like all the podcasts we do will come up, which is now multiple ones. Um, so uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really fun pod. Well worth listening to. Uh, so I reckon this, listen to this, go down, go down like that, like while you, do, while you listen to it. And uh, hopefully you will be satisfied. Um, yeah, that's fine. That's all I'm going to do. Uh, anyway, this is, without further further blathering from me, this is episode 25. Episode 25, a museum of the building you are currently in. Yeah, here I come, my mentions, away from you, there fear none. Hip-hop is in a state of 911, so let's get down to business. I don't got no time to play around, what is this? Must be a circus in I was not a Catholic anymore. No, but um, my yeah, my my wife is actually still a Catholic. Oh, but does she insist that you come in her? That's the teaching of the Catholic Church. Not Not anymore. It's sacred. Yeah. Yeah. So what? You don't have to because I found I was reading about uh, Catholic fertility tests, Mm -hmm. and it's quite easy for a woman. They get a swab or whatever. But for a man's come, if he's a devout Catholic, he can't come outside of a vagina. So he has to come into the woman, have it dribble out and be caught, and then they test that come. Cream pie. That's what they call it online. So James, cream uh, pizza. You don't don't subscribe to uh, to fucking like puns and mental illness, but you do subscribe to like. Come tests yeah. for like Catholic people. Dribble at the puss. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Is that like Dribble the at website? the puss dot com? Dribble uh, at the puss dot com. Dot is. Your- <laughs> 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 dot is. Dot com was taken a long time ago. Bought out by Google. <laughs> dot co dot uk. I actually. Come on. Yeah. I got a website last year. It just links to like my management page. Right. I got jaredjekyll.com and I wanted dot com. Like, you can actually get any You can get a dot com? You can get dot com. Wow. I wanted dot com dot triple X. And you can you can get anything now. And it's so cheap. Yeah, I used to have a Brandon. magazine called... Oh, no, it doesn't matter. No, no, go ahead. No, it's not a good story, but please Tell us, on. please. I had a magazine called Spur and we had spurmag.net <laughs> so it had spurmagnet. <laughs> I actually have a spur in my foot. It's the worst. Let's get it out. Do any of you... I, yeah, I want to see. Are you just spur. the most naturally gifted horse rider of all time? <laughs> no, it's, it's a when you walk in a town, everybody <laughs> takes notice. Um, this town isn't big enough for you and my defect. <laughs> uh, ben, I don't, I don't like using. Sorry, I've got to interrupt. No, go ahead. Defect is not how I'd like to say. Uh, not even abnormality. I'd say special heel gift. <laughs> okay, special heel gift. So we're at special heel gift doors uh, tonight. Is actually where we host the show. Yeah, special heel gift doors. Actually, got yeah. one of those for my girlfriend uh, for ah. Valentine's Day tomorrow. Special heel gift. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor, who wanted my beer, went out and bought me another beer, so she wouldn't have to sit next to me and share my beer. Nice head. Thanks, Tay. 
good to hear. Final song, the video podcast we record as well. Uh, we were talking about coming in a pussy in the Catholic sense, and it has to dribble out. And people thought that was weird that I believed in that. I don't believe. Obviously, I don't believe in it because I'm the pull-out king. But you know how Paul uh, Paul's. Well, uh, it doesn't matter. Welcome back to explaining the podcast to people who are nearby the podcast. What is the where we recap the podcast so far to <laughs> people many, who just came back? How many people listen to this podcast? Uh, well, less now. Um, how many did? How many did? How yeah. many have? How many um, last, last podcast? I would say around forty or so people listen per episode. That's quite. That's pretty good. Uh, I feel like it's great. I feel like there's a lot of production time that goes into this that maybe. <laughs> 40 people who, 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 download it, who download it and probably don't even fully listen through the whole thing uh, necessarily is just. I will but make people listen to it. I am highly influential <laughs> on social you? media. <laughs> I think you're probably the most. How many of you got? How many friends on Facebook? <laughs> the measure <laughs> by which any comedian is <laughs> Like... Like on my personal page? Yeah, like, so I want to know how many friends you personally have made. I've deleted a lot of them. I always delete people on We don't have to qualify. Just uh, give us a number. I don't actually know. How many like on your eight, fan page? Fan page. You've done quite well. 800. 800? Well. Yeah, I'm both. I'm about... I'm, I'm touching on 800. I'm 800 on your fan page? Or 800 friends? Fan page. Ooh. I'm in like real, high In real sevens. life, I have like... I think everyone by this stage in their life has like five friends like everyone has like yeah, five, yeah pretty much ma- like max five good friends I feel like I've yeah I've always had about five yeah. good yeah. friends I think if you've got and more those people have changed you didn't have enough same. love when you were young yeah oh there you go like you think more friends if you didn't have enough more love more friends not enough love because you can't because it really only matters to have those very close Mm. Personal friendships, mm. and if you've got a lot of friends, you can't maintain that, and that means you have yeah, intimacy. That's true. Like, yeah, each require a certain amount of time and and, effort totally. and emotional energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. You remember in primary school, you'd have like the a best friend in the whole world, and you'd be at school together for like a few years, yeah. and you'd like do anything for them, and then like one year, just not in the same class, and you never speak to them. It's again. over. Yeah, I moved schools three times. Like okay. when I was in primary school, I had my, I had like my best bestest friend. Yeah, like, and then when I was in year three, uh, I moved schools because I believed I told my mother that my teacher was picking on me, and she moved me schools. That's how it, young you are. You said picking on. Yeah, that, well, I was like, well, I was just mean teacher. Yeah, uh, yeah. It turns out uh, it was a whole different thing. Uh, my mother was concealing uh, my location from my father. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Hey. I thought maybe you were like a you have so paranoid much schizophrenic, maybe. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, no. My mother told me that was why I moved schools. Turns out uh, she didn't want to know. It. My she... God, as you're talking about this, you're doing some very strange out of body oh, arm touching. You're brushing your fingers up and down your arm in a very like calculated, like, I feel like this, I touch here. I touch there, and that means I'm in the room, and I'm. Fu- I only know that because Tay, who's over there, you, when you're having a disassociative experience, will tap your leg in a very strange back and forward way. Do you dissociate? Oh, come on, come here. I'm, I'm involving you. Yeah, and she's busy dissociating. <laughs> she's <laughs> literally dissociating from this experience. I love oh. you, Tay. Does can you edit in someone's voice to pretend to be Taylor? Uh, I love well, you too, you, James. Why don't You're the cutest. Oh, do you James, t- you make me come every time. Oh, that's not true, baby. <laughs> you know, that James, it's totally true. It doesn't sound that's not true, baby. I'll make you come three or four times you every time. Have to do a Kiwi oh, accent. Thanks, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, no, Welcome James. back to Unlistenable, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of um, doing voices, 
I was just doing Kiwi accent. Um, there's this guy in Sydney who, like, <laughs> he like ma- if you know, I'm saying he makes you bring him on as the man with a thousand voices. <laughs> okay. And then he proceeds to do, like, like the most cliche, like a De Niro, a Schwarzenegger, and a Christopher Walken. So not only does everyone do those impressions, they're not very good, and that's only three. <laughs> so there was 900. The man of a thousand voices, <laughs> but you don't deserve to hear the good ones. <laughs> Holy shit, it's so funny. I what if that was a gimmick where you were the man of a thousand voices, but you just, like, every different joke you told was like in a different like regular voice <laughs> like no one famous is like oh yeah yeah it's a thousand no. distinct voices this is Mark just, from yeah. the shops hello I'm Mark from the shops I'm Mark <laughs> from the shops brother <laughs> we sound the same good luck doing a thousand voices you know what I mean to be I fair, reckon you can repeat a lot it. of voices no one's gonna know yeah, every I, ten voices you can just nah just move move you don't know, you know Mark what's wrong with you guys that weird crowd weird crowd they're all just like connected to Mark. I'm now thinking about I'm Mark's Auntie Margaret. <laughs> I'm Mark's Auntie Margaret's husband, Joseph. And it just I'm Adele, Mark's favourite recording artist. <laughs> Is that, that a dog? Mark's that I, feel, dog? I, I feel like that, feel. that Adele um, was very close to John McAllister. <laughs> no, what I'll do is I'll sing one song. If I like it, I'll sing another. If I don't, that's a very in joke about Perth comedy <laughs> and John McAllister, <laughs> who I love with an abiding <laughs> and deep respect. Just in case he ever I don't imagine he's this thing. He's a very wealthy man with a lot on his plate, but he does book wonderful gigs that pay more than the fifty dollars what James got tonight, eh? I remember once I edit, ended up in a thread, and they were discussing Adele. They were big fans of Adele, big fans. talking about her next album, and because she was pregnant, they're like, "I wonder what the album's going to be like if she has a girl. I wonder what the album's going to be like if she has a boy." Right. There's one troll's like, <laughs> no, no. She has a miscarriage. Uh. Man, how fucking amazing that album! <laughs> She's so emotional. Oh my god! You know, she Adele tore up one of her awards on stage. She snapped the top of the Grammy off, and she gave some to Beyonce. Let me said tore it up. Like you just tore up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how strong is Adele? Well, she she got through metal. She managed to snap the top of the Grammy off and gave it to Beyonce. She said, "This is yours, Beyonce. You're the true champion." And I don't think she did that because she wanted to. I think she did that because like, Beyonce has terrible fans who would like, have destroyed play, Adele. Please take this. I'm suffering from white guilt. There you go. What my people did was they colonised your country. Then they brought you out as slaves and whatnot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 did a, I must not be up with the hit music. Is, the, is Adele a 90s 50 policeman? Yeah. She's a She's a bobby. She is an incredible ballad singer and Keystone Cop. Damn it, she's all you. I can't have no more, right, Finish. Hey, oh, call blimey. I've heard you found the girl and you've settled down. Her first album's called Love Song and Bobbies. (laughs) Cobblestone and Heartbreaks. I'm rolling in the deep of this paperwork I've had to do. (laughs) Uh, There's something in that. That's a character, that is. I'm a uh, Adele Deli I've got nothing. What could that character's name be? Adele the policeman? <laughs> that's probably what it comes Yeah, from. I mean, yeah, all right, then that's a start. Sure. I think there should be a sketch where she works at a deli. I'm a terrible cop! A deli? A deli's. Oh. And it's just that two Ronnie sketch. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Four candles? <laughs> what? Four candles? All I've got here is Grammys. <laughs> I've got millions of them. I'm giving them away to that Beyonce lady. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> These but that's a 30-year-old reference. You, that's right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Is it 30 years old older or 30 years old younger? Or just on 30? I mean, that's... that's I, I have no idea when the, the two, two Ronnies existed. 
Oh, the two Ronnies. <laughs> We're talking about Adele. <laughs> Adele kind of looks like the two Ronnies. Yeah, if you again, put do you not know who this is? <laughs> you know the two Ronnies? It's good night from uh, Ronnie, and it's good night from Ronnie's friend, Ronnie. Ronnie Corbett and... They're both dead. They're both dead. They're both dead. Is it, isn't it like Ronnie Corbett and the guy who does like, the carpool karaoke all the time? No, that's James no. Gordon. Oh. But he is channeling the younger, uh, the smaller yeah, he's Ronnie. He's also fat in English. Oh, okay. And he had a Hello, I'm one. James Corbin. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm singing with Adele. Hello, I'm Adele. I'm a man of a thousand voices. But she really did deserve the Grammy. You know, she, uh, she worked hard for it. She's a very good singer. Yeah. Yeah. Good songwriter. She is. My, um, my <laughs> mum and sister... Lady. Were really wanted to go to the concert yeah. and mum like as soon as the tickets were released she was doing the like click refresh on the phone and, and like the website jammed and she missed out Aww. and like close call it was like I honestly out. can't identify who Adele is it was $300 what? I don't know who Adele is what songs does Adele do well, uh, hello indeed. it's me <laughs> oh I'm the duck hello hello I, I, looking I mean, that's. Made? I'm pretty sure that's not it. That was Lionel Richie. Richie. That is. That's Lionel uh, Richie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. No, I know that one. Hello she set fire to the rain. Side. Yeah. I set fire to the rain. She sung the theme to Did Skyfall, I? idiot. Skyfall. That was the theme. That's that's the. I haven't seen the film either. She's that's the interval that opens the song. The most famous. Like, no, I know the name Adele. I know the name Adele, <laughs> and I've heard people do jokes about Adele. You guys yeah, have been talking about Adele, and I'm like, oh, that's a celebrity. I have no idea what I music Adele totally does. I feel like this is Adele's why we need more women in comedy. Because <laughs> this is why. Because yeah, I, I don't know who Adele is. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not going to bother explaining it because you we all know. They'll educate you. That's all female comics do is talk about Adele. That's such a stereotyping comedy that I'm tired of hearing. Yeah, I'm sick of I'm sick of the men. They walk like this, and women love Adele. <laughs> they think she's just the best, <laughs> and they're right. Adele walks quite a fine gait. Yeah, yeah, she's never going to walk in. Someone like you. Lionel Richie actually tried to sue her because of that. Hello, that was my parents' wedding song. Sorry, you're telling me you've never heard this song, Oh, do you have the copyright first? Do you guys? Are you guys? That's all we can afford. Oh, I know that so song. Yeah, I'm that sure song. Sung another all that's Adele. All right, that's like Adele's copyrighted. tenth big single. Well, now I know who Adele You've is. You've heard all the Adele. You know Adele. Um, <laughs> What's that character's um, name? No, I've, I've worked on the Adele blog. <laughs> I think she should have had a miscarriage, but she did pretty good anyway. <laughs> Man of a thousand voices. <laughs> gonna, see, we'll get to a thousand. <laughs> I've heard Adele is the, the woman with a thousand voices. <laughs> Being the man of a thousand voices would be good because you could like say so many bad opinions and no one would recognize what you are. Like that, like it's one you just keep changing it up. Back radio again and again. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, what I think of Muslims is this: they're great. You go on, go on, uh, keep talking. Yeah, well, I think Muslims are. Uh, I'm gonna hang up on you right now. Cause Hello, this is the Alan Jones program today. Muslims, what do you think? We've got Jared o. Jekyll on line one. Hello, Jared. Jared O. Jared o. Is that my Muslim name? I thought about making a lady's name, but then I couldn't think of how to do that. Jared S. 
Jaredina. Jaredina's pretty good. Jaredina's pretty good. Yeah, people always said that would be my girl name. I'm like, it's not people, a, it's is not that a, a conversation that comes up a lot? I haven't been. used to, yeah, when I was little. Your girl name? I uh, I think we might have talked about this on the podcast before, but yeah, I was raised as a girl for the first uh, few years of my life. That's why you had uh, that little disassociative episode. That's, that's <laughs> what, yeah, I'm quite broken inside. Mom, yeah. yeah, every early picture of me uh, is with long curly hair and uh, wearing a dress. When you were a child model uh, professionally, yeah, were but you we, a boy child model or a girl child model? I was a boy child model. Okay. Do you have pictures of this? Uh, they're probably around somewhere. Good. Yeah. Find them, put them on the podcast website. Uh, Since you were raised in the wrong gender... Uh, do you, Wrong? Do, well, Wait, is yeah, that I was going to say, how do you feel about this disgusting gender confusion that is poisoning the West as we speak? Wait, uh, can you explain what's what's happening? So, was this how how did this happen? Oh, so my mother uh, really wanted a girl. Okay, right, and so my brother came along. My older brother came along, and he's a boy. Uh, as implied by the fact he's my brother. Uh, he was in also seen with very long hair and dresses in his right. early years. Then I came along. And she was like, ah, oh, damn it, I've, I've, I've failed again. Now, it's, an, it's another boy child. And right. so then there's a period of time where we're both just... You can only find pictures of us in dresses with long curly hair. Is your mom a big fan of the Oedipal complex? Uh, I think that would be the Electra complex. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah you know, you're not being funnier than a, your mum having a boy no, or I a just, girl. I don't know if that's true. What if your mum was a girl? What if you were a miscarriage? <laughs> a thousand voices. Too far, mate. Also, don't do my voice. I'm really, I'm uh, really passionate about I've it. I've got a thousand of them. I'll use whichever ones I got. Damn, what the fuck? I would have got ninety-nine voices. Which is a lot ninety-nine voices of shit on the wall. Now, come on, give us a voice now, Jared. It had out this <laughs> I was a mute. Oh, oh. alright. Still a voice. Is the Black mood. is the absence of colour. Mute is the absence of voice. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Della. Uh, no, that would be mine is the absence of talent. My sister had a boy, like her name's Jordana, and if she was a boy, she was going to be Zach. But apparently Wait, Jordana I, or Zach? Jordana or Zach, yeah, I know. Huh. But I didn't have an old Turner, and I, I just want to know like, if I was to have a girl name, what do you think my girl name would be? I, I'm, I'm just curious why she would be Jordana and not Jordan. Why is Zach the yeah, alternative? No, because like when when parents come up with like boy and girl names, they don't come up with one that could be evil one. They come up with like with two. But cool Jordan's names. like such a great like I dude's know, name. I know. Yeah, Zach is a, super cool. I would kill real, to call him Zach. I mean, we all love yeah, Say by the Bell. Weirds me out yeah. though because you know when you have a when you Wait, see a baby, stop, they clearly sorry. have a. Okay, well, uh, I was going to say when you have a baby, they clearly have a personality, right? You can tell a baby's personality the day that they're born. They're weird, like unique little... Whatever soul there is, it's in that baby from the get-go. Just wait till you see the baby and then go, doesn't he look like a Mr. Fiddles? (laughs) (laughs) Some names, like, I don't know, like, I was baby Jared. Because you know when you're a baby, like, everyone puts the word baby before, like, baby Richie. You had a really slow nurse. And like, baby Jared, here we go. I feel fine as, like, Jared as an adult. But, like, when I'm 90, I'm going to be a 90-year-old Jared. You'll you'll be baby Jared again. It's yourself. Second James. childhood. James works forever. Yeah. What if you called yourself Baby J? Baby J. Yeah, what, what if you called cool yourself name? Baby BJ? That'd be my rap name. Yeah. <laughs> Baby BJ. Baby BJ. Like. <laughs> what we all want to be called by a cool name and not the other thing you say. Baby BBJ. That's when you don't use No, I believe in French that would be the fellatio petite. Because the adjective comes after. Hi, oh. Sucking on a child is different in French. 
I'm glad this podcast has 40 listeners. <laughs> there was a comedian who used to have a bit about sucking <laughs> Where is this going? No, I'm being serious. And How they, high was the really comedy before the police came into the table? <laughs> <laughs> they sold merch. Like baby penises. I'm not fucking kidding. Baby you. penis merch. On a t-shirt yeah. or just like an actual baby penis? <laughs> Like just Chang a plushie, a plush toy. They're selling too many. Have some more babies. That? Who was that? I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe they, it. Yeah, I don't remember. But it, that really happened. I was you told me like, a man sold baby penises hell. after the show. There's <laughs> <laughs> a man with a thousand voices followed by the man with a thousand baby penises. <laughs> One voice for every baby penis. It should be applauded. That's, that's how we did it. That's yeah, a hard, hard slog. How do you wrangle? It's like a build a career I've on that. I've never even seen like a hundred like babies in close enough proximity to take their penis. So you know what? It's, <laughs> if you're going to get a thousand <laughs> baby penises, you need just modelling them. Like you need at least two thousand babies. You'd have to become a rabbi and have a lot of brisses and be prepared to do a lot of runners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> where, I was going to say, you get a small town. It's like. Ah, we need to get the brisk. But the rabbi has Parkinson's disease. <laughs> ah, look. It's a risk, but it's God's covenant. You know? It's a brisk. <laughs> it's a bri- It's a game of, yeah? Yeah, Brisk is the worst type of gamer that you play. And uh, it's all about tactics, but really, it's all about uh, infant dicks as well. Infant dicks? Remember that joke? Like, did you hear about, did you hear about the, um, the shitty circumciser? I don't remember. He got the sack. <laughs> I don't. I don't think no. I've heard this one. Why was he bad at his job? Like what happened? <laughs> yeah, he, was terrible. he kept, kept stealing. Was the he drinking on the job? Was that it? I, I feel like it's a big. I had a breast. <laughs> yeah. The fact that I had a breast is so weird to me. And like growing up, like going to people's brisses, I'm like, oh, this is fucking weird. So like, yeah, when you're quite young, you go and you just watch other. Mm-hmm. Penises get yeah, cut. well, when I was little, when I was a baby, they like took a scalpel to my dick. I mean, that's super common in America. Like, it's like ninety yeah. percent of people in America, and almost no one has anything other than like a you know penis sock in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you, did that feel weird? Like when you're at school, when you Why were like your dick's school? different than my dick. My so we all had our little choppy. Is there a Sydney oh. Jewish school? Yeah, because I know yeshiva in Mariah. Oh, there's yeshiva in, in Sydney too. It's oh, right. very religious. Yeah, Mariah's like a few steps down from that. Because you had a because you have a circumcised dick. Did you like? Did you ever like go in like a, the PE and then like in the school locker rooms? I'd be like, oh look, Jared's Jared's foreskin isn't grown in yet. Where to go, Jared? You're like, no, oh, fuck off! It's gonna grow in. I swear. Well, Shut I get, up! I get really sad. I'd like wish upon a star. I'd be like, please give me smegma, you know, because I missed out on dick cheese completely. I've never had it. I, I bet do, if we I've got you to wear the same so underpants I. again, it's clean and as again. a dick whistle. Yeah. I've had, I've got smegma coming out the wazoo, literally. <laughs> I do not know. Call <laughs> it a wazoo. I thought wazoo was a bum. I don't know. It is Taylor's nodding. It's a bum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My front bum. Uh, I've got a weird found in South bum. Perth actually. Just uh, for all the fans out there. What is it? Uh, a wazoo. It's found in South Perth. Uh, surrounding it near where Jez is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have like a meerkat exhibit as well. Uh, it's pretty good. Oh, I hate yeah. you. The wild. I hate you. Oh, can I say this? Because I don't think this will ever get onto stage. I went to the Museum of Perth. Have any of you ever been to the Museum of Perth? No, but I've uh, made jokes about it. Well, there's... Is it just photos of junkies through the ages? <laughs> okay. You guys are hey, Tay, you've got to come here because this is a story that requires you to back me up that this is true. Is a, is a rich, rich premise. I th- well, Let's she, just assume Tay is nodding. Look, Tay was... Tay had just gotten into university and we were super proud, you know? So we, 
we, we decided we're going to go out and do something that doesn't cost a lot of money to celebrate. And I said, I'll take you to a museum. Taylor loves museums. We've got a lot of different towns. We decided to go. Now, the Western Australian Museum is closed for another three years. It doesn't open until 2020. What? Yeah. The Western Australian Museum is in Northbridge. It's oh. closed for renovations. It's closed for three years. However, the Museum of Perth, a privately funded museum in Elizabeth Key, is open. We go to the Museum of Perth. First warning sign, it's in a very small building. I thought, this is a small museum. We get in. It says, level one, Smith Accountants. Level two, <laughs> the Museum of Perth. <laughs> oh, one floor in a small building. We go up. It's one room on one small floor. Is it a it's big mirror and just says, you're the history of Perth? <laughs> you're the future you of Perth. Here. I wish they were that creative. Okay, genuinely. Small room, a petition, right? On one side of the petition, there are six wooden planks with some <laughs> facts about Perth. Right? And what, were those, what, were those fla- what were those facts? Things like um, settlement slash invasion, question mark. Ooh. You know, just like little dot points. Baby boomers, <laughs> a time of change. <laughs> and like some dot points about baby boomers, right? Pretty unimpressive. You go into the other room and there's four exhibits. And the exhibits in glass cases are as follows. Number one, some letters, some big <laughs> iron letters that used to be attached to the front of the building that the city of Perth is now in. They just fell off over time. So they're no good. They've also stacked them on top of one another so you can't read what they said. Right? Number two, a stopwatch. A pocket watch, rather, that used to belong to someone who worked in the building that is now the Museum of Perth, when it was like wow. some other building where people had stopwatches or whatever. Uh, the third one is some door handles, <laughs> right, that used to be and still are in the Museum of Perth. You go to the men's room, same door handles. I feel like this museum's living up to the stereotype that everyone thinks of Perth before they've come here. And what is that stereotype, Jared? It's beautiful. This sounds like the world's worst. <laughs> Look, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. This, and it will be weird to take you. But is we'll this a museum it. of the Museum of Perth? <laughs> this is what I wanted because the fourth, <laughs> genuinely, genuinely, the fourth exhibit is a newspaper clipping from the 1930s about how a man once fell down the elevator shaft <laughs> of the building in the Museum of Perth <laughs> and broke his pelvis. <laughs> Why is it all self-referential <laughs> sorry, exhibits? You got to say. It. One exhibition was also the elevator that was in yeah. the building. <laughs> they said, they said, well, said, well, have you gone in the elevator? And we said, no. You get a T-shirt. It doesn't work anymore. <laughs> well, you must have been in the elevator it's on the way up. And I said, no, it's broken. And they didn't take, know. Take we the got in this Say hi to the lawyers for us. <laughs> this is a real museum in Perth that everyone should go to. Do you want to go on Wednesday? We'll take some people. We keep meeting to take people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to take people, James. I'm pretty sure it's like over capacity. They had a donation tin, which I thought was presumptuous. <laughs> Are you sure it was like a donation tin and not like part of the exhibits? <laughs> this is the money they use in the museum. Of the museum of it's cemented to the wall and there's a plaque. Did you fund 50 staff who were working there as well? What? 50 staff? That's thing about the Museum of Perth. 50 staff. Right? So on that floor, they have a whole floor, right? And just one room is a museum. On the other side, they've got all the, like, literally 50 people on desks <laughs> typing in computers with the screensaver of the Museum of Perth. Now, I don't know what the <laughs> hell they're doing they in there. screensavers anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, oh, yeah. Nothing burns into a screen, I guess. <laughs> it, was, it was genuinely... I don't know oh, what's that's going on. Oh, screen Tell savers. Okay. Thanks, Tay. Hey. Save your hey. screen. Bye. Oh, my God. Can you actually send me the address of this place? <laughs> I'll go with you. It sounds surreal. It was sounds this like the online Perth Museum? 
I'm looking it up to show you. It's called the Museum of Perth. It's a real museum. It's I've lived in Perth for almost my whole life. Exactly my whole Never life. Heard of it? Exactly. And uh, <laughs> I've never heard of this museum. I don't know if this is a Goosebumps episode or what. <laughs> it sounds like a shitty installation by Marcel Duchamp. <laughs> museum of Perth. I knew about the video game museum before I knew about this museum. <laughs> is it called the Mop for short? <laughs> the, the they really mop? need to clean up their act. Oh, it's like a fancy. Jesus. They've got a nice. Font they've got a nice website. Oh, it's and then totally it private. Automatically, t- it looks like a clickbait website. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why these people are on the computers. They're like, uh, that's what they are. Yeah, they're just one hundred percent marketing department people. Like, there's nobody there deciding new exhibits at this point. Clearly, yeah, there's yeah. No exhibits. We collected five door <laughs> handles. You won't believe what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> one crazy elevator door handles. I'm, I'm addicted to clickbait. I feel so fucking stupid. But every time. Okay, so the current exhibition is A History of the Atlas Building, which is the building that the Museum of Perth is in. It's literally an exhibit. It's the current exhibit, and it has always been the exhibit. Completed in 1931, the building features a striking statue of Atlas holding up the globe, perched on the roof. A feature which is carried through the building to small details, such as the beautiful brass door handles. (laughs) I'm sorry, so the statue's on the roof. Who's going to fucking see that? Uh, it's, it's right on the edge, it's like a gargoyle. Okay, okay. I thought it was like in the middle of the roof on the top. Yeah, it's still not terrifically impressive. <laughs> yeah. It just looks like someone's going to jump. So, like, it wasn't a museum. They took a building and went, let's make a museum a about museum, this building. A better name would be, instead of the Museum of Perth, a museum of the building you are currently in. <laughs> it has no other... Is it heritage factors. listed? Like, is it a nice building? It's a nice Art Deco building. There are quite a lot of those, though, <laughs> around Perth. It's so weird. It's fascinating, and I love it, and I hope it continues forever and ever. <laughs> Perth needs to get behind it. I, uh, I recently saw that the video game, uh, the Perth Video Game Museum, which is a thing that exists, uh, exists. What? Yeah, it's a, a museum about video games uh, for all your gamers out there. Tell you want to go to the Perth Video Game Museum? It's a nice uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> the thing is, I feel like, uh, that, like that museum, like the other museums, are like, grow up, come on, get a real exhibit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like door handles, the, yeah. <laughs> you fucking like idiot. Game designers and stuff. Like no, like it's like a, it's like retro games and all that stuff. I oh, think cool. I don't know. I've never been inside it. I've only seen it from the outside and, think, and thought, hmm. And then what kept walking because I, I don't have time. I'm a busy man. Oh goodness me! And the nostalgia box. Yeah, yeah that's what it's called. Yeah. Museum. It's right next to the state library, which is wonderful. John Conway took me in there a week ago. He said, "Come, come with me." I'm John Conway. <laughs> Come on. The, he took me into and he goes, oh, we're going to the library. That's the only somebody hangs out in the library, but like, not because they want to be there, because it has a sink. <laughs> he like, did drink at the drink. He sounds like a Reynolds. disgruntled homeless person. He does not oh, talk God. like that. I'm John Conway. So I'm man. the man of a thousand voices. I'm not going. And he goes, come over, come over, come over here, James. It's a, it's a hobo who's got a wonderful education. Is the John Conway voice? And I, he goes, look at the micro filter of uh, the old newspaper. And he goes to the September 11 newspaper. <laughs> and he goes, I remember that newspaper. <laughs> I was there when that came out. It's I, war. I really want to do an impression show, and yeah. all the impressions are just real strange. It'd be like, Hi, I'm Peter Griffin. They'd be like, Hi. <laughs> hey, Peter. I'm Brian. I'm Brian. Is it all Family Guy voices, but mixed around? Because otherwise, it's a, you're getting oh, ready for a lot of it. It's hard to <laughs> Hey, Peter. It's me, Brian. It's me. How are you? Quagmire. 
I'm the man of ten voices, <laughs> and they're all and they're wrong. All, all Family Guy, and they're all wrong. There was a guy at the Melbourne Comedy Festival about 15 years ago. I never got to see the show, but I remember the flyer, and we were going to go, but my family decided we wouldn't. Was he did Macoma, and he did all the voices for The Simpsons for Macbeth. He did all of Macbeth, one man, giving <laughs> Simpsons voices to each of the characters. Macoma. Like, Do you Macoma. remember who was which character? Or I assume Homer was Macbeth, and then March right. was Lady Macbeth, and then uh, oh, you didn't see. Oh the God, show. this guy's a no, genius. No, no. Yeah. But I'm told by his flyer it was very good. But what I've since learned is it's very easy to make a flyer look like you're a success. <laughs> <laughs> all you need is a fucking is a quote from Greg Fleet saying you're the world's greatest. Dude, he movie. has yeah. given a quote to so many different comics. I feel like and so every single one, one of them just he like is trading them for heroin. Every single know? one of them is just owed twenty dollars or more. <laughs> my my quote says. Good have you horse. also got a flitty quote? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I, I came up with a new character. The man of a thousand voices he can't really remember. <laughs> and, uh, so he just does his own voice. He keeps... It's me, Michael Kane. Michael. <coughs> Michael Kane. Michael. <coughs> what about if he never gets, like, he doesn't even remember any, like, not that he can't do them, he doesn't remember them, so he just talks in his own voice the whole time. <laughs> this whole set is him just, like, freaking out. He's like, oh, I can't remember any. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember one voice. The man who can't remember a thousand voices. <laughs> 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 it's like, it's like, uh, I think, <laughs> it's like, uh, what if Christopher Walken, uh, was ordered from McDonald's? I think I said something like this. I'm Christopher, I'm Christopher, I'm I'll just say my regular voice. I'm Christopher Walken, uh, I'm here to order a Big Mac. Uh, if you heard in the voice, it would have been great. <laughs> I like that even a Big Mac is not an especially Christopher walken food. I think he'd be more of a... I want to hear him eat He knows a thousand voices, a not one yeah. joke, okay? <laughs> He's a McFlurry. Man. You know, I, my favourite thing ever is when comedy shows say, laugh a minute. I'm like... It's a that's bad a, laugh. That's 60 laughs in an hour. That's te- that's a whole show. You're going to laugh 60 times. Oh, fuck. We've laughed at like more than a hundred times already. Oh, we're, we've only we're laughing eight seconds. Yeah, maybe. exactly. And we're rocking it. What a laugh a minute! I'm like, that's terrible hit rate. <laughs> yeah, I make sure my wife laughs every time. <laughs> Do you have a wife? I don't think he knows. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. I don't think everyone, Nick Mary knows what a normal is. Everyone I've met tonight has a wife, and it's freaking me. Out. <laughs> well, you know, Perth singing like uh, we all we all have wives. It's just like a big. It's a big thing. You know? I have an ex. I have an ex-wife. As well, I have an ex-wife, and yeah. she didn't come every time. <laughs> and that's how I know. James, we should get wives. <laughs> We're working on it. We've, we both, we've discussed we our both intent have to potential marry. wives. We should have a joint I, wedding. I've said Bali. that I will. Taylor and I have discussed it, and I think she, I think you'd be game at some point, Tay. I said I'd ask your mum first. I mean, she's very distinctly not making any eye contact with no. you right now while you make that point. This is not the proposal. <laughs> if you have no, you don't trouble. want to immortalise to forty <laughs> listeners, maybe. <laughs> so how did you do? But how, you, did, how, did, how did he propose? You propose? If you thought you orgasm now, wait till you become a wife. <laughs> <laughs> would I get married? Would you propose? Yeah, a lovely lady. I actually really want wanted my girlfriend to propose. Apparently, like yeah. it's a weird tradition. We're on a leap. Here. I was going to say it's com- had, oh, the same yeah, goddamn yeah. conversation, and now we have to wait for the next leap year. Yeah, I uh, fucking I would love it if that was actually how you propose. Like, so how did you meet? I was in this podcast here. I got let me play it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, skip past the museum bit. 
Nah. No, no, a thousand <laughs> voices. Skip past the uh, thousand voices. No, the other, the other thousand voices bit. No, the other one. <laughs> They're all callbacks. It's hard to navigate. <laughs> They're talking about Adele. No, this is about a guy who did like a question time. You should have been there, really. Uh, it's, it doesn't make a list. You know what? I'll just tell you how it went. You know, it's. He said, you want to get married? Uh, and that was kind of it, really. No. And he said it in a thousand voices. <laughs> Will you marry me? Will you marry me? Gave up after four, but I mean, the, the, the feeling was what was really there. What I, what I, oh, is there a bit in like what I've learned from door to door sales? Is ne- always ask a question with a presumptive yes. Never ask, Will you marry me? Presumptive yes. You'll marry me, right? That's what you want to do if you want to close that deal. Uh, no joke. Uh, me and my girlfriend have already discussed how I'm going to ask her to marry me. Jesus. Like, because like I made a joke and I was like, I was like, you know what? It's because I'll say, uh, she'll be like, Oh, thanks, babe. I'm like, oh, you love me so much. Why don't you marry me? And then one day I won't be joking and you won't know. And if you say no, it'll crush me. And she was like, <laughs> and she, and her response was, that's so romantic. You should have exactly the right girlfriend for you. Have two boxes, one with the ring and one with the number for the suicide hotline. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but first of all, I need to make sure my girlfriend remembers what the suicide hotline is off by heart. No, it's, you, you have the box, right, and you have the suicide hotline written upside down, right? <laughs> so you flip the ring open, and if she says no, you immediately have the suicide hotline right there for you to call. I'll, I'll get her a ring, but it'll be like one of those like old-fashioned rings where you keep poisoning. If she has, if she says no, I'll swallow the ring immediately. Ooh. What if the ring is like the Lord of the Rings ring, and if she says no, you cast it into the fire, and the suicide hotline glows. <laughs> <laughs> one ring to call the lifeline. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I need you to get the ring out of the fire. I do not know what the number is. Please. <laughs> For the wedding uh. to be annulled, you must cast the <laughs> ring into the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> For only Mount Doom is not enough to break a union that God has bound. Oh, that's good. That's I'm good. Yeah, Catholic. i got to make sure I write that down and do that. She'll hate it, but I mean... Shall we all get love. married? Let's all get married, all of us. Why are you proposing to your lovely lady? Uh, You're not breaking up anytime soon. No, I very much hope that she does not break up with me. Uh, yeah. She's my meal ticket. At this point, you should go buy you a house. She's your milf for a second. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's my milf. She's the milf ticket. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I don't know. I think marriage is a little bit silly. A little bit of a silly, silly person's game. Tell that to, to the gay people committing suicide. Over <laughs> <not being laughs> well, I, I have been writing signs, and they take no notice. Uh, but no, Jess, I, to be fair, from your position, you're, you think marriage is silly after you fucked up royally. No, 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 for sure. No, no, no. I, no, I think marriage is fine for whoever wants to do it. Uh, my girlfriend and I, like, we just love each other, and we think that's pretty cool, and we can just keep doing that. Yeah, but think about like get, like Vegas, like you know, there is something get, once you become you married to a person where you're like all the little problems. Like, it's maybe a cliche thing, but it's like the little problems that maybe like irk you a little bit. Once you're married to a person, you're like, well, I'm going to just have this forever. Yeah. Fuck this bullshit. It really does change a relationship, and I think it puts a lot of stress on it. About where you can always walk away, even if you're not gonna. Ten you know years I mean? ago, I was in Vegas with my friend Jake, who's my best friend, and I really wanted to get married, just like for fun. Sure, yeah, yeah. And then he came out, and I was like, oh, close call. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, we, I, I was like, this will be fun. This will be fun. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Is, that, that's, that's like it's the... That's like the Vegas equivalent. That's like the equivalent of like writing down like a, on a to-do list, like make a to-do list. Like just something you exactly. can easily tick off. But I fucking love that. Like, like that's how... Just like fluff marriages to me. You know, oh yeah, you know my mate Jake. We were married for a week. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. I think that's fun. Why just a week? What happened? Was like, Trouble in Paradise? What happened? 
Oh, I'm not gay. It was just sort of fizzle out, I imagine. Yeah, but I mean, you're all right. My big problem with being married here is I'm not a homosexual. (laughs) I believe that in itself should be grounds for an album. Well, have you tried? (laughs) Thousand voices. Well, have you tried being homosexual? No, Your Honour. Well, I reckon you go back. Give homosexuality a go. I hate to see a marriage go to waste. Poof to court, right here on the court channel. You can't have one without the other. Love and marriage, love and marriage. It's an institute you can't disparage. Ask the local gentry, and they will say it's Ella. And that is the episode for one more week. Thank you guys for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you with us uh, here. Um, I, I, uh, I, I bid you adieu uh, for one more week uh, from, from here in Edinburgh, where I uh, recently calculated I am $19,000 in debt to my girlfriend, uh, which is pretty fucking demoralizing. Uh, I remember when this was fucking three or four thousand dollars, and I was like, "Man, I gotta get my life together." And this has spiraled fast. Like, I, it's all an investment, right? Like, like the, uh, like the Edinburgh thing particularly is like I got so much stage time booked, and and I'm gonna be a much better comic when I get back. And it's all you know, it's, that's just the process of getting better as a comic. So you you're gonna lose money for a little while, uh, particularly when you first start touring. But fuck me, I'm broke. Like when I left. Uh, my girlfriend, this is 100% true, uh, she took out a life insurance policy in my name that paid out more than $19,000, because she's like, well, if you die, I just want to make sure I'm covered. No, like, health coverage, just life insurance coverage. Uh, but she paid for it, so I think that's fair enough. Um, what a sweetie uh, she is. She really is a sweetie. She's she's amazing. I tried on stage, like... Um, when this, like, because uh, num- his number's sort of been climbing as I've done all these festivals this year. Like, I tried on stage telling the audience the real number, which was, at the time, $18,000, and I just felt them pull back, like, so far, where they were just like, fuck this dude that he would borrow from this poor sweet girl. And she is a very sweet girl, and I've made her poor. Uh, but that he would he would borrow eighteen thousand dollars from her, and like so now I've sort of I've dropped it on stage to what was at one point a real number, which is twelve thousand dollars, which somehow, even though it's fucked, like the audience is willing to maybe not hate me for it. They're just like, oh, you're out of control. But it's like somehow that eighteen thousand dollar mark and now nineteen thousand dollars. That's really, I think, just comes off more malicious. But that's not my intent. And God damn it, I'm going to pay her back. I paid her back like several thousand dollars and then all this uh, Edinburgh expenses with flights and accommodation just added up and it just, it climbed right back up again. And uh, I tell you, when I get back, I have to dig out of this financial hole. (laughs) I I have to take a bunch of ships at Ikea and stop doing festivals for a few months, I think. And uh, I need more paid gigs. Any bookers, please book me for paid gigs anyway I, you don't need to hear about that ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us for one more week this has been episode 25 uh, uh museum of the building you are currently in and i wish you live large i'm gonna live as large as i can on very little money uh, because yeah i need to fucking dig out of this hole uh peace out and we'll catch you next week i'm fixing my Wondering